When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You can call anytime, 0800 You can text in on double eight double three. We have an All Blacks Rugby World Cup squad being named at 5 o'clock this evening. And that, I imagine, is going to take up a lot of the discussion uh, this afternoon. However, uh, keen to pick apart that performance against the Wallabies uh, on the weekend. Uh, we also want to talk a little bit of Warriors today. Uh, well, NRL in general, but Warriors. I uh, just threw the call out to Smithy just before 12 o'clock. Um, as optimistic as I am for this team and how well they're playing, I still don't think they can win a premiership in 2023. I don't think they're at that level yet. Sure, they've got room to improve. They may improve over the next three or four games, but just from what I saw from Penrith and the Broncos over the weekend once again, it's a Broncos team without Adam Reynolds too. Um, those two teams are just ahead. I'm not going to say streaks ahead, but they're well ahead of the chasing pack. And already a text in here saying, if you can see the Warriors in the grand final, anyone can win on their day. I love the sentiment, but against Penrith, who are just so good, and the Eels fans were really um, optimistic last year and just got completely towed up. It, it's just such a different ball game. And the Panthers found that out in 2020 when they made their first grand final in, in Donkey's years playing the Storm. And you could see just in the first 20 minutes, and they were the best team of the year that year as well, Penrith. In the first 20 minutes, they just, the occasion got to them. The emotion of it, they were trying too hard. Melbourne, who had been there so many times before, just sat back, let them come at them, and just went about their work. And I can just see whoever plays the Penrith this year running into a similar sort of fate. But I still am optimistic, and I still think they can get to a point where they can challenge. But right now, as it stands, and after that game against the Titans, I still think... The Warriors are a wee way off. You might want to have your say on that, 0800 150 811 or 8833. Uh, the Silver Ferns as well. Um, not a heap of noise really around the Silver Ferns finishing fourth at the World Cup, which is the lowest finished ever in history. But you've got to ask the question, is one of our premier uh, national teams for women's sports, probably up there alongside the Black Ferns, um, fourth place at a World Cup, not acceptable for a lot of people. Should we feel aggrieved Given the circumstance of no Grace uh, Wiki, who got injured uh, early on in the tournament, uh, plenty of changes had to be made. Or is that on the, the sort of management and the players to not be able to react to that and not have a plan B and not have a game plan if something like that happened? That's another question that I think probably should be asked. So... Uh, 0800-150-811. Uh, between now and 1 o'clock, we will open the lines because there is just so much to talk about, and I would love to get your thoughts. Uh, but we will kick off with the uh, with the All Blacks. If you want to talk about uh, the game against Australia in Dunedin, we'd, we'd love to talk you through that one. Um, watch that one. 2.30 wasn't it? Afternoon kickoff, which was great to see. Uh, but also this All Black squad that's going to get named uh, at 5 o'clock tonight. Has anything changed in your mind after Dunedin? Have, have any players played their way in or out of a jersey? Do you think Fozzie's already got the team in mind? And, and you know, it's, it's just really, I don't know, process. Um, I've got my sort of penciled in team here. Very interested to see how you see it and the makeup as well, whether you go with the 19-14 the split or the 18-15, depending on whether Brody's injured and whether you take him at all, if, if he is, does have a niggle. 0800-150-811. Midday Madness, we're going to kick it off with your calls right now. Well, listen, buster, you better start 
to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Okay, jump on the phone lines and give us a bell. We'll uh, start down in Christchurch with Mikey, always the first man on the board. G'day, Mikey. <laughs> yeah, g'day, mate. Hey, uh, I do like your comments regarding the Warriors. Um, I think I think tempering expectations is a wise thing before people lose their heads. And, um, you know, cautiously optimistic. I think it's probably a, a fair term, mm-hmm. a, fair, a fair way to be, do you reckon, for, for the Warriors? Yeah. Well, I think, like... I. <sighs> I, I always do want to stay, I guess, positive and optimistic, Mikey, but I always do look at more the the potential or the possibility. So do the Warriors have the squad to win it? Are they playing good enough football to win it? And after asking myself those questions after the Titans game, I just sort of found myself saying, ugh, maybe we're just not quite there yet. It's not to say we can't sort of prove something in the next four games and maybe even leading into the fi- you know first week of the finals or whatever, <laughs> but I just think if you... If you're a Warriors fan and you and you haven't sort of watched too much of Penrith or Bronco or the Broncos over the last couple of weeks, watch their game this week. And those two teams are just on another level, Mikey. They are. Yeah, yeah. Um, regarding the All Blacks, which is one of the more shocking first halves I've seen in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, if this was last year, we would have lost that game. So, so I think there's cause to be optimistic there. Um, I think in terms of the squad coming up, you know, it was the old heads that pulled us out of the fire there. Pretty much, mm-hmm. um, I think. I think you know it's definitely confirmed for me that that Richie's definitely got to be the starting first five. Um, Damien was kind of just back to his old running around like a headless chicken a little bit. Um, I know he's good, and I know he's probably the probably the form Super Rugby um, player. But I think when the, when it, when it, when the you know the heat comes on, Richie's our guy. Um, Sean Stevenson really didn't sort of say to me that he deserves to be in the All Black squad this year. I'm sure his time will come. Um, I thought defensively in the first half he was pretty frail. Um, those two tries were down his end and he didn't really show much. Considering when you see a guy like Finley Christie who smashed into a lock and took him down, Finley Christie can't even get the guy. Sorry, uh, Sean Stevenson couldn't get those two guys uh, for those first two tries. But that, I mean, that comes down to everyone else as well. Um, and I really, really hope that Lester gets the call up because to me, he is also like another, uh, almost like a loose forward. He's hungry for work. Uh, he's strong. He's fast. And like I say, he's almost like another loose forward as well. Mm. He had a, he what had do a, you think? Yeah, no, he had a great game as well um, on Saturday, Mikey. I think um, the, the point that I was making to Smithy just before 12 is um, I, I know, like, Finlay Christie to me, I, I'm, a, I'm a Chiefs man. I've always been a, a big Brad Weber fan. I feel like I still have him over Christie in terms of um, the picking order, yeah. but I know the way Foster's thinking. But, you know, could, is it too harsh to sort of call these guys out, especially Sean Stevenson? You know, after one game where he was basically put in to prove himself in a team that already had a raft of changes around it, you know, it's not like this was a, the All Blacks' first team with Sean Stevenson. It, it was him in and around a bunch of guys that were new that hadn't played together. Damien at first five. I just wonder if you know maybe that they were almost set up to fail in a way. If you know what I mean? Yes, I, I hear what you're saying, but it kind of just proves that what when it comes to the World Cup time crunch. It's just confirmed a lot of suspicions that people may have had, or um, that that it's not their time yet. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's all it says to me. Their time will definitely come. I mean, he's too talented to not make um, the team probably in the next couple of years with um, Razor in charge. Mm. Um, but for now, I mean, right now it's all about we've just got to win every game. 
we've got to we've got any chance of getting this World Cup. Mm-hmm. We don't want um, a couple of guys just trying to prove themselves. Well, the, time will come. The other, the other concerning thing as well, potentially for people who didn't uh, like DMAC's performance on Saturday, Mikey, is next year with no Richie and no Bodie, DMAC probably is the first choice, first fight. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. I was just <laughs> thinking that. And I, like, there's quite a lot going. So it's going to be quite a, a, a rough and ready brand new young team. Um, I guess Artie will be still be there. Is he there or is he going on a sabbatical? I, I, I thought he was going on sabbatical, but someone in the office said he's going on a sabbatical but still available for the All Blacks or still going to play the, for the All Blacks. So I don't know how that yeah, works, but yeah. that's supposedly what's going there'll, on. There'll be, there'll be sort of a, certainly a look of the sort of the baby blacks almost, won't there, next year. But yeah. anyway, that's next year. And, yeah, we'll, um, we'll, we'll focus yeah, on this I, one, Mikey. I, I, who, 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 yeah. So who do you think's unlucky? Sort of mentioned Sean Stevenson. Who else do you think's unlucky not to uh, make the side come five o'clock this evening? Uh, well, I, I'm going to throw out... Um, I, I just worried about Felista. That's that's my only concern, really. Um, I just worried that they'd go with um, someone like Caleb Clark. Yeah, well, Whereas that's... I would be going say nineteen fourteen sort of split, mm-hmm. and uh, I'd be going, and I'd be using for my back line those who can play multi positions because the guys who are playing the wing, even though it's not their preferred position, are playing better than some of the wingers. Yep. So like Caleb. So obviously you got Shooter, Fyinganuku, probably Caleb Clark. Nada was in there as well, though he hasn't played this year. So. Uh, sort of a, yeah, it's, it's sort of between those those few for probably one one spot, yeah. one or two spots. So yeah, very, 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 very interesting, Mike. I appreciate your yeah. call as always, my friend. Okay. Um, love it, and we'll, right. we'll catch up again later in the week. Uh, Mark from Tolonga. G'day, Mark. Yeah, kia ora, mate. Um, yeah, one thing that was uh, kind of um, hit me the last two NRL seasons is um, come the finals, basically the Panthers they're playing two games less. Than everyone else in the in the in the tournament, the way because what they do is obviously they rest. They're they're in a position to rest everyone. Well, let's say ten guys last round of the season. Mm-hmm. They go in fresh, then they win one game, and basically they're almost in the final, aren't they? So that's that's the tactic they've used, and it'll be interesting to see if they're going to be in that position again this year. Yeah, well, um, and then just come, come the um, final against the Eels last year. That was very noticeable. The the the, uh, the Eels they had played what against South Sydney, I think it was coming into it, and mm-hmm. they that was their final the, the the week before. Yeah, and that's and that's sort of what I worry about a little bit with uh, the Warriors. Mark is obviously round one of the finals is probably going to be Brisbane away, so it's at Suncorp. And look, let's just yep. say we do get up there, then we get the week off. Then that semi final yep. is is going to be an absolute barn burner. It could be you know take your pick out of the Storm, the Rabbitohs, um, the, the Cowboys if they're inside the top eight, the Knights if they're still firing, and. The amount yeah. of, and it's a lot, you know, it's emotion, it's fitness, it's skill that will go into winning that game and making the grand final. You, you listen, you, you talk to um, the, the guys who are involved in both the 0 2 and the 2011 grand final for the Warriors, and they all admit that by the time they got to the grand final, they were just spent. They, they'd used so right. much to get there. By the time they got there, yep. they were just drained. And, and once again, I just go back to, like, take Penrith out of the picture and 100%, I'd, I'd flip a coin. You know, the Warriors 100% could win a grand final. But with Penrith there, like you said, who are now so used to just marching their way through. They know when to rest guys. They know when to play them. They know how to do it under pressure. They had the grand final loss in 2020. It's just so hard to see any team being able to match that in the grand final. No, totally. I get you. It'll be interesting to see our levels of stamina right now as, as today because 
the game in the weekend was one of the first games where I kind of felt like we weren't able to hold them down. We weren't controlling that ruck speed at all. Mm. And that was against 12 guys. That was kind of the, one of the first games I'd say I've seen for a long time for the Warriors yeah. this year. Yeah, that's fair. I think the, that, the that, middle the middle yeah. for sure in that second half, um, particularly for that sort of 20 minutes after we scored the try just after half time, the middle got totally dominated for us. And that right. is, I mean, we've got yeah. one of the best packs in the comp. Like you said, we've, we've very rarely had a game where that's happened because the guys are just so fit. But I saw our middle sort of get torn apart. And um, that's, I mean, I, I still think fitness-wise the Warriors do have one of the, I mean, Fanua Blake's playing upwards of 70 minutes, you know, for a prop. I mean, we do yeah. have one of yeah. the fittest teams. But, you know, I've heard sort of around the traps over the last couple of games guys have been dealing with flus and sickness and and aches and pains so I know Webby said he wasn't going to rest anyone but there may if there's a chance there may be a need for it you know just it just one just one week heading into the finals well we've got we've got Ali we've got Afoa, Lasik, Kossi all these guys kind of they they are well that's the thing do if we're in a position we win we win the next three games uh, is it an option to rest them against the Dolphins, that's obviously, that's the blueprint that's been in front of us, right? Mm -hmm. And and I guess that's the question that will have to be asked um, come come that period. Obviously, we've got a few games to go before we get to that point because we could, you know, we might not have that luxury. So Mm. it'll be interesting. But I'm a big fan of um, Kossi. I think he's come on leaps and bounds and... uh, it's great to have him waiting in the wings. Yeah, a couple of guys coming back. Um, obviously, tomorrow Martin still a big question mark over him, but Jazz back, and yeah. um, Jazz probably still needs you know a week or two to get his feet back under him because he was a little bit slow off the pace on on the weekend. But you know it, there are still guys to come back, so um, that you got to throw that in there as well. Um, and I think Chance he'll be off next week because of the HIA, so that sort of gives right. him a, him a break. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see Mark as we head towards that that Dolphins yeah. game. If we do get well, three wins, no. how's it going to look? Yeah. yeah. No, totally. Well, I'll be at the game on in Hamilton, so I hope uh, it's a full house. So, uh, yep. hopefully, everyone turns up early and gets to the uh, New, New South Wales match as well. Yeah, absolutely, Mark. Uh, that'll be fantastic. Appreciate you call, my friend. Uh, yeah, the game Brilliant. in the game in Hamilton uh, is a sellout, and I saw a post uh, on one of the sort of sporting Facebook pages that talked about. Um, not booing the Tigers when they run out and when they're kicking and everything because, you know, the Tigers are the only team that said yes to bringing a game to New Zealand, and good on them for what, you know, repaying the Warriors for what they did during COVID. No other team um, has said yes to that. So a big shout-out to the Tigers. I think they deserve a lot of respect uh, on what is going to be a sellout game on uh, on Saturday down in Hamilton. Uh, one more quick call before the break. Uh, Dino from Dunedin. G'day, Dean. Hey, guys. How are you getting on? Good, my friend. How are you? Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to this all-black team at 5 o'clock, as I think a lot of people are. Like, for me, I I just don't know on the Christie thing. Like I, I honestly thought they picked him a couple of years back just to stop him going to Scotland or to force Scotland to take a box so the Pacific Islands at the World Cup this year would be a hell of a lot stronger and that worked. And he's made every sort of post a winner. He's, I just don't think he's what they really want. Like I think he'll, Weber will jump ahead of him and they'll possibly take Roygaard as like just a point of difference. It was Fokotava for a point of difference but then he got injured. Roygaard sort of made every post a winner with TJ being injured. So I think they're rewarding super form. That just unfortunate the weekend that they made so many changes. So you couldn't really see certain individuals. Like for me, I really wanted to see Sean Stevenson play with the best back line. I think Leicester's the number 11 yep. through and through. That's just lock him in. He was the form, he's, he's the form wing in world rugby. 
if we're brutally honest with it, without being arrogant, he actually is. Like, he's like another loose board. He helps Artie out more than Sam does in the broken play, if you ask me, but Sam's our captain and does a good job of that. But mm. he's just very, very handy. We've got lots of interesting puzzles. There's going to be some really talented players that would play for anyone else left at home. Yeah. Hey, Dino, um, the, the halfback question is an interesting one because I know Joey Wheeler talked about this yesterday on SCNZ. Cam Roygaard, no one doubts, is a very, very prodigious talent and, and is probably going to be an all-black for, for the years to come. But at a World Cup, if Aaron Smith gets injured, do you want Cam Roygaard or Finlay Christie as a starting halfback over Brad Webber in a, in a knockout game? No, I want Brad Webber. I want Brad Weber. I don't think Aaron. there'd be many people who disagree with you, Dean. Seriously, I, th- I think as as good as you know Christie ha- has been in the past, or for Super Rugby level, and as good as Cam Roygaard is going to be, if Aaron Smith went down and that is our number one, either Christie or Roygaard, because it's all well and good talking about them as the, as the substitute at the 60th minute, but if we're talking about if if you know God forbid Aaron Smith goes down, these guys starting for the All Blacks in a quarter final or a semi final or a final. Versus a Brad Weber who you know has has a ton more experience in the black jersey. It's it's an interesting question. Well, I think he, I'm hoping he was told. Like I mean, I think I'd put Billy Harmon in the same same bracket. To be brutally honest, like like obviously down here at the Highlanders, we just he just gives you 80 minutes week after week after week, and I don't see too many other players with that same work rate in that particular position. And he actually gets turnovers. Like as much as I love Sam Kane's shoulders, I can't remember the last time he got a turnover. So I'm not sure whether that's really the job description of a seven now or we get a number 11 to do it because he gets a hell of a lot more. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like, I mean, it's it's just the game changes so damn fast and we have all these different rules. It's, it is quite hard to keep up with. And I've been quite pleasantly surprised, actually, that our forwards haven't been penalised off the park through playing these ridiculous rules for Super Rugby when you know come World Cup time we're not going to have them. But it hasn't really affected us. We've knuckled down... Really, really well. And I think a lot of that will come down to Ryan Smith and Foster just getting them back on the right page. And I think Saturday really showed we've just got to pick 15, stick with it. Whether I agree or not, it's no one's business really. My team doesn't play. But rotate the reserves if you want to. So they come on into a really good side. And then you can actually judge them and be a little bit more critical. I think you've got to be fair about it. Like Stevenson, I think they gave him the benefit of the doubt by leaving him on there. I think they do want him. Mm. Caleb Clark can only play left wing. Well, Leicester's back, so he's not. it's not going to happen. If Leicester hurts himself and they think Caleb Clark is their next best left winger, he's on the plane tomorrow. Not like the girl done in the netball. She should have been over there as soon as Wiki got hurt, but they didn't do that. Mm. So I think they'll do that, if you know what I mean. We've got the luxury to do that, but you've got... Stevenson that can cover a few positions in the back line. Leicester covers from centre out. You can bloody near play loose forward. Take your points, Dean, and a great call as always, mate. Uh, lots of texts coming in on double eight, double three. Brad's actually sent in his team, and that's an interesting one from you, Brad. Nineteen fourteen split you've gone, as opposed to probably the eighteen fifteen. So I imagine you've dropped it back. I'll need to go and have a look through it. Although I see you've got Stevenson and Nutawa um, in your back, so that's that's interesting. Uh, keep your calls coming though. Oh eight hundred one five zero eleven. Love to chew the fat on uh, this All Black squad as well as that performance on Saturday. Uh, we're talking Warriors as well. Uh, the win over the Titans and sort of how you view them now with four games to go and. Are you like me and you feel like maybe the grand final is just a little bit too far away for winning it? Um, or are you still are you still just as confident, just a just a sort of blip against the Titans because it wasn't a great performance? Uh, and we're also talking a little bit of Silver Ferns later on. Um, so 
give us a call on that. Uh, 0800 We'll take a break. Come back with your texts and calls after this. 28 minutes past, to, uh, past after 12. Past 12? I guess it is past 12. And after 12 as well. But now it's 29 minutes past 12. SENZ. Uh, Sammy sitting in for staff for this week. Give us a call. 0800 Talking the All Black squad. Just a quick text from uh, Tim, who has given me Brad Webber's uh, stats. 18 tests for the All Blacks. Finlay Christie, 17 tests. Need to be informed when you are making statements to the listeners. Christie, far better on D and has a quicker pass. Tim, uh, my point probably more around Brad Webber being 32 versus Finlay Christie, 27, and the fact that Brad Webber's been to a World Cup. And Finlay Christie hasn't. Also, Finlay Christie's played, I think, five or six games against Tonga, Fiji, Samoa. I wouldn't, I mean, I know the test matches, but I just think um, in bigger moments, Weber's had more of the, I would say, more of the experience. So that's probably more the point I was getting to. Let's go to the phone lines. Uh, Scotty's called in from Wellington. G'day, Scott. Hey, Sammy. How are you? Good, my friend. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, I'll touch base on the Warriors. Um, I just wanted to. Um say uh, it was a good effort once again from uh, obviously the crowd up in Auckland for the uh, football to hit over 43,000 this time for a game that uh, no New Zealand team were playing and yeah. I see that um, Sky, uh, what do they call it uh, Wellington Regional Stadium for this um, is sold out again on Friday yeah, fantastic. Um, I've been loving the football, um, Scott, even with the, with the um, football ferns gone. I, I watched most of the games over the weekend, that USA game last night. Uh, brutal for them and their fans. But, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been fantastic, and the crowd's still, still large, which is, uh, which is a bonus too. Oh, exactly, exactly. I was going to say, is, uh, did, uh, is it Casey? Did yeah, she, she, mate, she, I, she is looking dejected, man. I t- like, I actually <laughs> felt bad sort of walking over to her and talking to her this morning. But she will come on. Scotty, she will come on uh, around about 2.20 this afternoon to uh, to let us know her feelings uh, about her beloved USA crashing out in the uh, round of 16. Oh, nice. It's, it's good to hear her thoughts on it. She's, she's um, you know, made some good points across the whole thing, which has been awesome to listen to. Oh, she picked to, Japan, so, Scotty. She um, picked Japan. Sure, I know. I wish I had jumped on that <laughs> with the money that they were paying. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got to start listening to, to her and Kempi a bit more, I think. Um, <laughs> Don't listen to Kempi. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try not to. <laughs> um, no, just some of the Warriors, I've got to say, it was the good thing, I think, to come out of that game is like looking at the run home. Obviously, it, it's no game's an easy game, but I think looking at it, we did have the easier run in around us, and it was actually probably good to actually get a, a tough game for the Warriors. Um, because if we went going into the finals, you know, you don't want to go in completely flogging teams because you're not really tested. And I think the good thing that to come out of that is obviously we were pretty flat on attack. Mm. And if you look, and you would have noticed, we're pretty bunched at times. Um, we still managed to hang in. And, and, you know, to beat them by 10 points at the end of the day just shows how far they've come. And, you know, it was a good test, another good test that they had passed. And, oh. um, you know... Hopefully they don't. Um, I mean, I know they won't. Webster won't let them. But um, the Tigers showed obviously in Canberra that they can play. And um, you know, hopefully it's another one next weekend. And we're just going to know that we can't take the Tigers easy at the same time, no matter how bad they've been this season. Yeah, Scotty. I, and I, just you know, whilst I was sort of um, playing a little bit of devil's advocate around the grand final stuff. Um, you know, to, no matter how tough a game is and whether you play poorly and what the scoreline reads, as long as you get the two points at the end, I think is the key. And but for the Warriors, they didn't play their best football. It was a bit of a grind. There was niggle. There were send-offs. They were playing against 12 men. 
So just to get the two points is a massive tick because you can yeah, they could have gone another way and we would have been you know even more disappointed. Here. Not to mention the fact that you know one of the Titans tries came off a uh, came off a knock on. Um, there were a couple of other calls yep. that didn't go the Warriors way. So um, yeah, for sure needed to get the needed to get the win. And the bunching up thing's interesting because um, Blake Ashford talked about this in the commentary about how the Warriors you know the bread and butter for them is going through the middle um, and, and with obviously the four pack we've got and then using the edges when we when we've got them on the back foot. Whereas on Friday we were sort of trying to go wide too early and now you remember Andrew Webster after the Rabbitohs loss and the Roosters lost those two games in the rain at Mount Smart sort of saying the same thing we were trying to go around them rather than going up through the middle so it's something that I think they need to just be a little bit more aware of moving forward into these last four games and maybe into the finals that they you've got to use that pack you know to the best of its ability before you start trying to bring in the guys on the edges um, because, you know, Fanua Blake and Barnett and, and Nia Corday and Jackson Ford, I mean, these guys are, are having career seasons. Um, so we need to be just, yep. you know, absolutely going up through the guts, I reckon. But, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting last four games. Oh, exactly. No, I fully, fully agree with you on that. And, um, you yeah, know, I mean, uh, you know, you don't want to count your chickens yet, but, um, I mean, it's looking more and more likely if we do finish third, it'll be Brisbane that we obviously go over there first and play them over there. So, um, you know, you want to be mentally tough for that because it's not going to be an easy game over at Suncorp. Nah, it'll be brutal. Um, Scotty, do you want to have a, a word on the All Blacks as well? <laughs> I'm not a rugby man, so I'm the wrong man to ask. Nah, you're, you're right, you're right, Scotty. Appreciate your call as always, my friend. Uh, Scotty calling in from Wellington there. Gary from Upper Hutt, just hold the line. We, uh, we've got to take a break for new sport and weather. Back with your calls after this. Luke Combs, uh, who, was in, who was at the All Blacks in Dunedin and also went into the dressing rooms afterwards. You've never heard of him, country artist. You guys know I'm big on my country. I do love a bit of Luke Combs. I've got uh, Robbie to go out and grab a couple of the classics to play from across the show. We'll see if we can convince you. Give it a bit of more volume there, Robbie, just so people can... Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a, uh, a maestro of the country music scene, and um, I'm a big fan. He's playing in Auckland, I think, might be this week. I tried to get tickets. Impossible to get tickets, and if you do want them, they're about 3000 bucks. Lots of texting on double eight double three with people with their All Blacks team, um, which I will get stuck into very, very shortly. Uh, Shane Howarth, former All Black and Wales fullback, is going to join us after one o'clock, and particularly with the discussion around those backs, uh, Fainganuku, Sean Stevenson, Narawa, um, Caleb Clark. I think he'll be great to get his views on that, as well as just the performance on Saturday. Um, didn't mention as well after two, Louis Brown. He joins us, as he always does, on a Monday to talk rugby league and the Warriors, and... Uh, Going to get Captain K actually in here as well to talk some netball because um, he's one of the most knowledgeable people I've ever talked to on the game of netball and the Silver Ferns, and he's got a lot of thoughts uh, on their premature World Cup. Not, not exit, but they finished fourth uh, in the bronze medal match, which I've, I feel like deserves a little bit more criticism than maybe it's getting. Uh, that might just be me. Right, to the texts, Brad. I said I'd mention your one first. You've gone for the 19-14 split. The Groot, Lomax, Tuanga, Fassi, Newell, Moody. Uh, those are your props. That's sort of another question is whether you take five or six props. I personally think uh, you obviously four are going to play on game day because you're going to replace the front row. So you're going to have four on game day. Five, just having one replacement isn't really enough for me. But then again, they have that sort of injury policy, don't they? If one person goes down, you can bring somebody else in. So maybe that's the thinking there. Anyway, Brad says, the group Lomax, Tonga, Fussing, your Moody. Williams, 
Oh, so you do have six there. So that's uh, that's from your brand. Uh, Taylor Coles, Tokiaho in the uh, for the hookers. That's good. Uh, Retallic, Whitelock, Barrett, Lord for um, the lock. So you've probably dropped the lock there. Maybe Tubavai misses out. Um, Kane, Savia, Frizzell, Finau, Jacobson, Papali'i. Lots of loose forwards there. Um, you've and you think Jacobson's going to get the nod as well. Uh, Smith, Royguard, Weber. Those are your halfbacks. Mawanga, Barrett, McKenzie, Yawani, Barrett, Leonard Brown, Jordan, Talia, Whanganuku, Stevenson, Narawa. Is that you, the team you think is going to get named, Brad, or the team you'd want to get named? I feel like it's the team you want to get named. Um, but you've put in Stevenson and Narawa, which is which is interesting, into the backs. Um, I'll keep trying to go through the um, All Blacks first, and then I'll get to the Warriors stuff. Uh, da, da, da. Chase says, um, hey, Sam, Whanganuku and Stevenson, far better defensively than Mark Talia and Caleb Clark have been all year. Yes, they didn't do much on attack in the first 40, but they had to absorb the Aussies throwing everything at them in the first half. My outside backs would be Lester Whanganuku, Sean Stevenson, Will Jordan, Bodie Barrett, Dallas McLeod. Spent a lot of time on the wing for the Crusaders this year, so can cover there as well. And that's from Chase. Uh, Grant over in Melbourne says, uh, Kia ora, Sammy D-Max game suffered through Christie's service. Put him on the bench with Weber, then anything can happen. And next year with Roy Gard, nothing to worry about. Cheers, bro. That's from Grant to Melbourne. That was sort of the point I was making. Grant was putting these guys in alongside other guys who are also playing for their spots as opposed to putting D-Max against, uh, sorry, with Aaron Smith and or or Finlay Christie with Richie Mahonga. Excuse me. Um... So yeah, I, I sort of do half agree. But the problem with DMAC is that his greatest strength is also his greatest weakness, isn't it? That unpredictability um, can sort of go missing when um, when he's put under a little bit of pressure or maybe thinking about it too much. So um, yeah, I guess we won't know unless uh, Richie Mawanga goes down and Damien McKenzie gets the starting role for the World Cup. Um, I'll get to some of the other texts uh, very shortly. Gary from Upper Hutt's calling again though. G'day, Gary. G'day, Sam. Yeah, I think we've got to pray that uh, Damien McKenzie doesn't start that first five in any of those games because I think on Saturday it just proved that uh, he is not starting first five. Um, he was just all over the shop. Mm. I wonder too, uh, Gary, uh, I wonder too if he's sort of uh, fallen victim to what Bowden Barrett had early on in his career where he just is such a good player off the bench as an impact player, you know, and, and that almost... Because he's so good at that job, maybe that's that, that. Well, that is better than him starting. Well, I think that's exactly where he is best. When he comes on with 15, 20 minutes to go, and there's tired legs out there, and like as everybody says, he runs around like a headless chook, not knowing what he's going to do. Mm. And my God, with his speed, um, yeah, that's where he's dangerous. At the start, where you want a bit of structure and just play into a game plan, I just don't think it works with him. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's, really fair. that's very fair, Gary. And and the Chiefs as well play a real different style of rugby that allows Damien to be a bit more unpredictable. So I wonder if that at super yeah. rugby level it's uh, inflated a little bit about you know what what he's like when he's starting. So I do take your point. What do you think about um, the outside backs? You know, do you take Stevenson? Do you take Nutterwood? Do you take Caleb Clark? What what do you what's your sort of back backs made up of? Myself, I'd be leaving Caleb Clark out and I'd take Stevenson in, in his place. Everyone else, I think, deserves uh, Lester. He stays there. Um, yeah, but for me, Clark's just a bit of a one-trip pony, really. And and he, he's not hungry. When he's on the field, you don't see that real enthusiasm to get his hands on the ball and run with it. Mm. You look at when they put Jordan on the wing, 
he's looking for that ball. Okay, he's been given a licence, but he wants to be involved. Clark just doesn't do that to me. He just sort of sits there and waits for the ball to come to him. Mm. But now, I don't really want to knock the guy because he is a good player, but I just don't think he gets involved enough. And just being solely a winger, I just don't think it's enough to carry him through myself. Mm, yeah, interesting, Gary. And uh, we'll know we'll know in you know four and a half hours. So uh, appreciate your call. My friend, we do have to move on quickly. We've got another caller on the line here, Lyndon. 0800 if you want to give us a call. G'day, Lyndon. How you mate? How's it going? Very well. Yeah, just on the um, recent All Black game, I definitely thought McKenzie probably didn't do himself that many favours. He kind of went back to, I don't know, looking like a, a fullback playing at 10 and 10 mm. to definitely overkick it, which mm-hmm. um, I must admit, I am a Christie fan and it did make it hard on Christie. I mean, he was great defensively, but the ball hardly came back to him from the first five. I know, you know, it goes to him first, but... He often didn't get that run, and like you say, I think paired up with Mwangi, you would have definitely seen a different halfback, and possibly the other way around with McKenzie. Mm. Um, and moving forward, I don't really see a spot to have McKenzie in 23, you know, on the tough games, because you've kind of got Bowden Barrett, you know, who will definitely start at fullback with Mwanga. If Mwanga went down, well, then Bodie would go to first five, and then Jordan would go to fullback. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting. It's, it's an interesting one, Lyndon, you know? for the yeah for the World Cup strate- uh, strategy wise, because yeah, obviously that's the easy the easiest one to see is someone going down and then um, people shift around. But maybe um, if a game is is tight, but they feel like the opposition's fatiguing, it's a good chance to bring McKenzie on, probably for Mawanga and Bodie goes to ten. Um, but you're right, if the, if it's a game where they don't see the need to bring him on, he almost is a wasted spot on the bench um, because yeah, I, I did. Yeah. yeah, I definitely think he'll probably play in some of the other games, but I think if it's a quarter semi, hopefully we get that far, I don't really think you'll probably find room for him in the 23. Um, and then on the Clark thing, I'd like to see Clark go probably in Stevenson, maybe not Nadiwa. Um, I think Clark can be a bit under, underutilised. I think the Blues underutilise him as well. He is that big crash and bash kind of winger. You just kind of kind of get him involved a bit more, a bit like a league winger, you know what I mean? Quickly off yep. the back of the rucks and kind of use that power a bit more direct. But sometimes, yeah, he probably doesn't go looking as much, but he is a different winger than, say, Talia or Jordan. He's a different kind of animal, you know what I mean? He's a bit more structured and so on, but I think they probably just need to give him a bit more short in, like a Savia, like Roland, just get him punching that line, you know, or cutting in the centre sometimes as well yep. to try and get through those close defences that you get from the north, you know? Yeah, no, that's a good point, um, Lyndon, as well, just offers a little bit something different because, yeah, you wouldn't want just uh, four or five guys that all just played the same way. Maybe, yeah, that point of difference in a particular game might be exactly what we need. Um, that's a good point you make. Uh, what about uh, what about the um, the forwards, mate? Is there anyone who you think is going to be a little bit unlucky to miss out? Um, yeah, I mean, I heard earlier calls. I can't see them not taking Papali. I think he has to be for a specialist number seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Kane's been playing well. You know, I've never been the biggest fan, to be honest, of Kane, but I must admit these last kind of year and a bit, <coughs> he probably has definitely... Um, you know, been been our best number seven, um, but I think just that injury prone thing. I think you know, I think you need to have Papali'i in the twenty three on on most big games, and that way you have got the specialist there. Because let's face it, Artie's also a seven, but mm. you start moving them all around again, and then you just start getting that kind of that missing in there. You know, and I definitely think you know Vi has to be there if they're talking about Lord. You know, maybe for a cover for Retallick. Hopefully, he's not out for too long. Um, but yeah, otherwise pretty straightforward. I'd probably take Nepo over Williams. I just think that 
he's probably like next year onwards. Um, he definitely didn't have his best game on Saturday night. He's been amazing for the Crusaders all year, but I think for the scrummaging fact, I think you probably want Nepo there up the front. He probably is one of our best scrummagers. Um, I mean, the Aussies were definitely pulling them down and so on. You could see that. He was probably unlucky uh, getting pulled down there, Williams, but Otherwise, it's pretty laid down Mazir, really, eh? Yeah, well, I, I think, uh, and appreciate you calling, and I think uh, Ian Foster, has been, as has been mentioned in the last couple of weeks, has probably already got the, the 33 in mind anyway, and just uh, there's probably one or two things that he was trying to work out or find out over the weekend. The other question really is about the Wallabies too. Uh, after seeing that is essentially still there, well, one of their, as close to full strength, I guess you'd say, against our B team, you know, what, what shot do you give them at all of maybe making the semis at the most, if they're lucky? When they're going to be there, there or thereabouts. But, and who knows about the North teams? You know, we get this every time. There's a World Cup saying, oh, you know, possibly Wales. We think the biggest pressure will be on France. I mean, if you go with what everyone's saying, yeah, they're going to be the team to beat. But they've never, you know, they have probably been the biggest chokers. They've got close a couple of times, and it is at home, which we know what the home pressure's like. You've got to string up you know, three or four games in a row to hold the cup. I mean, you know, I think it's quite a good position we go and I think we're looking good at the right times. I think we've got a great a great team. Um, so I think maybe it's off us a little bit and hopefully we'll sneak there and, and go all the way. I think we're good enough too, for sure. Hmm.